Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy, never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sound, song by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he rescued me from danger, interposed his precious blood. How great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be Let thy goodness like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to thee Prone to wander, Lord, I feel Prone to leave the God I love Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it Seal it for thy courts above Welcome back to Voices in My Head. I am your host, as always, Rick Lee James, and we have a real privilege uh, on the show today because I have discovered a new artist through a a mutual friend of ours. Uh, Many of you will remember David Leo Schultz. Uh, He is the director, and actually he was an actor in the Ragamuffin movie, the movie about the life story of Rich Mullins. Um, David has become a, a good friend, and uh, he's such a talented, not only movie director and actor and comedian himself, um, but he uh, sent me a message just a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, um, I've got a friend named Matt Lichty. And by the way, did I say your name right? 
You did. You nailed it. Awesome. Oh, I was just, I was debating. I meant to ask you before the show because I've been reading it but not saying it. So, uh, anyway, the, the, how the conversation went basically, it was a, a message that he sent me and said, Man, you got to check out my buddy Matt Whitney's music. Uh, he did this new Hymn Project album and it's really fantastic. And he said, I just want people to hear it and know more about his music. And I thought, wow, if he believes in you that much, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, I, I jumped on, I think it was YouTube, because it seems to be the first place I always go to uh, when I do a search, just because most artists have that. And uh, I think it was Come Thou Fount that I heard on YouTube, and, and I immediately was like, yeah, got to get him on this show, because he's a really talented guy. So I just would like to say welcome to Matt Lichty, and thank you for being a guest this week on Voices in My Head. Oh, thank you very much. My pleasure. Now, you are based out of where? Somewhere in Indiana, but I can't remember right now. Uh, Goshen, Indiana. Goshen. Goshen yep. Uh, it's all the way up north, only a few miles from Michigan, dead center east to west. Okay. All right. So I, I'm familiar with that area, actually. You probably know, like, Decatur, Fort Wayne area, places like that. It's yeah. Very, very oh, yeah. close by. Yeah. I, I used to live in Decatur when I was a kid. So oh, yeah, sure. Still have some friends and family in that area, so I'm fairly familiar with that. That's great. Um, well, so you're a Hoosier. Have you been a Hoosier your entire life, or were you transplanted there? Just tell us a little bit about how you got to Indiana. Uh, born and raised right here in Goshen. Um, I've lived elsewhere, you know, for college and that kind of stuff, but... Uh, yeah, it it's stuck. I've I've been here uh, 35 years. Wow, fantastic! All yeah, right. not too exciting. <laughs> but, <laughs> the big city of Goshen and, and uh, yeah, no, that's great. I think it's awesome that you have roots there, and, and uh, we're going to talk more about your story, and I want you to be able to share that. Uh, but as longtime listeners of the Voices in My Head podcast will know. Uh, we have a section on the show that is, we haven't done it in quite some time, and I don't know why other than I just ran out of time and I forgot to make up questions for the week. And so we are bringing back this week question of the week, and so you get to be kind of our uh, our return to the question of the week again this time. Excellent. And I, I noticed online, because I haven't met you face to face, but I've seen some pictures of you online, and and you're a man with a good beard, so uh, I, I, figured, I figured a good beardy question would be appropriate for today. And I thought, who who would we have of uh, of rock star quality um, that have beards that would be the two extremes? And so I thought, well, you have Eric Clapton who has a very uh, you know very trimmed beard. You know, it's 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 not overly big or anything like a lot of the more popular beards are. And then you have David Crowder who looks like he wears about 50 people's beards on his face. And so um, the question of the week for you, Matt, and you have to defend your decision as to why this is the case, but who has the better rock star beard, Eric Clapton or David Crowder? I, I know this probably won't be the answer most people think I'd give, but I have to, I have to give it up to Eric Clapton um, solely for the fact that I don't know that he really should pull off a beard. But he went ahead and did it anyway because he's Eric Clapton. <laughs> Perfect. And he, if he has the stones to do that, then, uh, you know, who's going to argue with it? Exactly. Well, no, that's not a bad answer. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to top the fact that he was a rock star before David Crowder was even thought of, you know, so... Yeah, I think David Crowder must use some Miracle Grow or something in that thing. <laughs> Last time I saw him, I had some friends in a band that 
uh, are, have been playing with him, and they had a picture up close with David Crowder, and I thought, oh my goodness, it's just, it's it's like become its own person. This beard, it's so big and uh, and and manly. So I don't know, I, maybe it's manly. I've actually been reading some things that beards like that are very unsanitary, but we'll we'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, Matt Lichty has a new project, and I hope all of you who are listening uh, will check it out. Um, it's a, a collection of hymns, and they're actually done in a... I, I've been like struggling to actually classify them. It's kind of a, a folky, modern folky um, type of, of performance, but I hate to classify it as just one thing. Because uh, the songs are so cool and they're so singable and they're still the songs that most of us who have grown up in the church uh, have grown to love and have been singing for a long time. But they have sort of this signature sound to them that Matt does so well. Um, it's a very acoustic album. Um, it's an album that uh, just really brings out the message of the songs while at the same time uh, just giving you a very musical um, ex- experience. Like there's just a lot of musical beauty to the album. So we're going to talk about your new album. We're going to talk about you a little bit today. Um, what transpired to to have you bring about this project? Because actually the first time that, that I ever heard you um, I think was was on the the ragamuffin soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken, and you had done yeah, one of Rich yeah. Mullins' songs. So, was this hymn project something that was in the works before that uh, compilation album came out, or just how did this come about? This album? Yeah, not at all, really. Um, it was all I kind of went from zero to hero uh, in my own little world uh, <laughs> overnight. Really, um, it all started with. Uh, Schultz and, and the Ragamuffin movie, and my wife and I decided when he said he was going to do the uh, premiere in Wichita back in January of last year, we just decided on a whim, like, hey, uh, we need to go out and be a part of this. And so we went out to the premiere and uh, got to see some old friends that came into town and met and hung out with uh, Mitch McVicker was there, um, and that's kind of where I started uh, getting to know him. And then he was doing all these screenings all, all over the country and, and churches and different venues. And so I got him one here in Goshen because the lead actor um, that played Rich in the movie was actually, uh, I went to high school with him and uh, college and he was in my youth group growing up. So, and I knew him real well. Um, and so it was easy to get a Goshen screening. So he came and he stayed, him and his wife came into town, stayed with us, and I had no no knowledge at all that this uh, Ragamuffin album was being put together. And Schultz kept egging me on back at our house. He's like, get your guitar out and play, you know? And he goes, I haven't heard you forever. And uh, come to find out, I was auditioning and I didn't know it. And <laughs> I, I was kind of dragging my feet and I was like, no, nah, I, I don't, you know? Because I just, honestly, I just usually play for my wife and my kids and sometimes they even get annoyed with me so <laughs> it wasn't something that I had a lot of you know confidence or really a, a venue or an avenue to go with it and so I ended up uh, playing and, and then he goes hey he goes I forgot how good you were and I was like uh, okay uh, <laughs> he goes I got one more spot I got nine artists lined up and I, ha- I need a tenth for this album and it was, I think it was within three weeks from then that I had to go out to Wichita 
and meet with Mitch and, and record. Um, never being in a studio before, having any of that kind of experience, and so it was literally ripped from my couch cushions <laughs> and into the recording studio. Um, so it was really a whirlwind. Now, had you ever done any recording before that? Zero. Zero. Wow. So that yeah. that really was like a a, a new experience because I've I've been in several studios, and I know the first time can be a little a little daunting if you've never done it before. Oh yeah, I was shaking like a leaf for sure. Uh, it it was kind of out of body really. I wasn't even sure how I got there or you know. Uh, but Mitch and uh, Mitch and Carter Green has got this little studio in Wellington, Kansas. Um, and he's phenomenal. That's where the, the hymn project was also recorded. Uh, but those guys were so awesome about it and put me at ease. And it was, it was basically like I was in the studio with some buddies. It wasn't a high pressure thing. And they would just let me do take after take if I needed it. And, um, they're very gracious for a newbie. Uh, so, so that got recorded. And then Schultz started talking about, uh, doing these retreats uh the rec called ragamuffin retreats and we did a series of four of those and he's like hey you want to come out and lead worship because uh, we used to do that back in college he was my college roommate by the way oh okay gotcha um and so he's like you want to get the band back together and do what we used to do and uh i said well sure why not so we did a series of four of these retreats and i've always been really connected and drawn to the hymns um and, and going along with the theme, I mean, those were big for Rich as well. Um, he always had put a big emphasis on hymns um, in, in his shows and stuff. So it just kind of went well. And the people at the retreats actually started asking, so do you have anything? To, you know, we'd love to, you know, if you maybe record hymns, maybe you should do that. And so it kind of got going. I was like, okay, well, I'll throw a Kickstarter out there and see, you know, if the funds get raised, we'll do it. And they did. So... Um, and Mitch, Mitch helped with the, uh, Mitch helped a ton. This, this, this would be, this would be, uh, really non-existent if it wasn't for, uh, Mitch McVicker. Um, I was able to tell him, like you said, kind of folky, I don't know that I could put a genre on it either. I knew what I wanted and I said, I don't want to change the melodies. I want the music to change, but I want this, the melodies. I want people to be able to sing them like they sang them growing up, or sure. maybe maybe they haven't heard them before, and maybe this is a way to introduce them to to hymns. Um, certainly, like my own kids, um, you know they they get glimpses of hymns in church. You know, they maybe throw a chorus in every once in a while, but it's not like when I grew up. So. Well, that, I think that's one of the great things about this record is it, and I, I appreciate that you did that because I, I feel like there's a, uh, um, there's a mentality that's like, I've got to put my own stamp and make this my own on every hymn. And to be honest, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I do some writing with Lifeway Worship, and so I've, I've got a couple songs coming out that are based on hymns and then have a new chorus written on. But as a writer myself, it's like, I, I want to be very, um, 
I don't want to do that all the time, you know. I want to make sure yeah. this. I want to make sure the song actually calls for it. And I understand now a, a lot of people are doing it just to be trendy. Um, but there's songs I've recorded and written arrangements for of him that I thought, you know what? I just don't. I don't want to add anything to this. And I, I really appreciate that on on this approach to the record. While the music is different than probably a lot of people are gonna um, are gonna be familiar with, because um, you know most people hear these songs probably just with a piano or an organ if they've ever heard them before. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to have some modern instrumentation on these. But man, you're right. The 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 what makes the song the song is so kept intact, and I just feel like you could sit down with a hymn book turn to the page where the songs are on sing along with them and so I, I appreciate that you've done that with this album and have not necessarily followed you know the the contemporary christian rock star trend of like i've yeah. got to i've got to write a new chorus so that i'll get more royalty money you know type thing. Right. Right. so yeah and and so i really appreciate that maybe we could pause for a minute and i i want to give people a, a chance to hear what songs are on the album and i've got a list of the songs right in front of me so if you don't mind i'm going to read them off sure um the it, the song starts uh, we go in strong with the song come thou fount uh, or if you aren't familiar with that i'm sure you are come thou fount of every blessing uh, nothing but the blood be thou my vision jesus loves me holy 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 fairest lord jesus the old rugged cross praise to the lord the almighty the solid rock and it is well and as, as you listen to that if you are familiar with hymns I've, I've got to tell anybody who's listening that you haven't heard these hymns done quite this way before and they're very enjoyable um, you're hearing them throughout this episode as I'm playing pieces of them so listeners you're hearing it and uh, and you're understanding what I mean when I say that this album is just uh, just different enough and yet enough of the same that you're going to feel like you're coming home to an old friend in a lot of ways. So, um, well, that's a, a really great story that that things happen for you that way. It sounds honestly to me, it sounds like God was moving and God was doing some things in your life and sort of plucking you out for some new adventures that you weren't even planning on. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let, let me ask you this, because it's it's different in every situation I've found, and in the, the handful of times I've been in the studio, um, I've done everything to where, like, I've played all the instruments myself, when I've been in places where, like, I've done none of the playing, and other people have taken over and done the heavy lifting. Um, what was the ratio like that on you? How much of it was you playing, and how much of it was sort of other studio players or was there a balance of both i'm just always interested in the making of when it comes to records yeah uh zero hmm. uh, of it with me because carter uh he's an engineer extraordinaire um and if you met him you'd understand why i didn't play oh yeah uh, <laughs> he's he plays like 30 instruments <laughs> he did almost every instrument on the album and you know he can nail it first take we're like this is what we want and he plays it and then records. I mean, it was, I couldn't touch that. I can, I can hold my own, you know, but uh, as far as in the studio, I just wanted, honestly, I just wanted to focus on vocals and, and that kind of thing. And, and he did it so well. And if it wasn't working with acoustic guitar, he'd go get the banjo or the mandolin or the, you know, I mean, yeah. you name it. He's like, well, maybe a little accordion in here. Maybe, you know, and <laughs> 
Well, you can, and and again, I don't think it it makes it any less your album to do that. Sometimes I think that's the smartest thing. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of a project right now. It's almost finished in Nashville, and this is the first album I've ever done where, at least thus far, I haven't played any myself. Um, we've let other players do it, and and like you said, they're so good. It's like. I actually initially talked to my producer and I said, you know, well, when we're, when we're done, I want to go back in and add a few extra things on guitar. But after hearing the finished product, I'm like, I don't think I can add anything to it. <laughs> like, the guys are so good. It's just amazing. And that, that's always fascinating to me to, to watch people like that that can do it all in one take and play. And your vocals are cooking, man. You do a great job. You have a real um, artisty voice. I don't know how else to say that, but there's something real distinct about your singing. Um, that kind of sets you apart and I, that was one of the things that immediately I'm like wow this guy's got a great like just radio voice I mean honestly uh, so you're really blessed with that so I, I'm, I'm guessing then that since you've kind of been thrown into this that music isn't your day job uh, it is not it is not I yeah. wish <laughs> yeah and maybe someday it will be but what do, what do you do uh, for your day job uh, I work in construction uh, and building new homes. Um, I'm a okay. supervisor. It's a company actually out of Fort Wayne and they have a Goshen office as well and uh, and so I'm a supervisor. I have you know eight to ten homes at a time and um, and some days that's pushing a broom, some days it's uh, you know getting it ready for inspection, some days it's walkthroughs with customers um, it's a little bit of everything, but yeah, very uh, very blue collar, hands on um, work. So, well, I'm, and you know what? There's actually nothing wrong with that. That sounds like that's a whole other skill set, actually, that I don't even possess. I my I have family members that do construction, and and um, I I just look at them longingly and be like, I can't do anything that like actually is useful to anyone. I just make music. <laughs> but, uh, it's awesome to, to hear about that, but I'm, I'm interested, has this opened up for you since you've done these recordings? Are you getting more chances to start playing? I, like, I would see if a person heard you, they might say, hey, come over and lead worship for us sometime, you know, and things like that. Are there, are there opportunities that you're starting to see open up um, through this? And I, I'm just curious about it, because Dave has told me, you know, several times, and I was like, man, I just, I just feel like I have this vision almost from God <laughs> that Matt's just gonna, you know, end up being like a worship leader and, or, you know, touring and doing music and stuff. It's just, he, he's, let me put it this way, he's very excited to see what God is going to do next for you. So, I, I'm just curious what kind of doors maybe have opened up as a result, because, I mean, it really is like an amazing thing to go from kind of not doing this thing before to all of a sudden you're on a movie soundtrack yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh yeah it's 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 trickled in um you know since it just hit itunes uh here in the last couple weeks so that's kind of got it a little bit more out there around here uh not near as much i, I think most of my support came from away from home um you know because i think people are like what i, I didn't even know he played <laughs> you know, I didn't even know he sang, and so I guess I was a little under the radar around here. And so it's right. you know it's, it's a little bit harder to make it in your own hometown, I think sometimes. But uh, yeah, I've had little you know just little stuff here and there, and uh, um, there was like a what the FCA, the local FCA, like 
had a had a get together and they had me come and lead worship for the um, for the for the group of you know there's about thirty or forty or so there. I mean, it, it, just little stuff. I got to open for Mitch um, uh, when I was out in Kansas last time. I, I that was actually my first like non worship leading just me yeah yeah sure. <laughs> which is a little daunting but luckily i was playing hymns and everybody ended up singing along so it became worship anyway um and that's kind of what happens even if they're like oh yeah you want to come sing for us it people can't help it when they hear them and they start sure. singing so yeah. i love that well you know in, in a sense i mean they're much deeper than this but in a sense for christian music it's, it's sort of like hymns or the cover songs that everybody sings along with and um, I, I notice that, you know, when I'm out on the road, when I'm playing music, um, it, it helps during a concert set. Uh, if, I, if not too far into the concert, if I don't stop and just do something familiar like a hymn. And not only does it get people singing along, but I think it somehow can change the atmosphere too. Because there's something so specific about that kind of music and that kind of singing. And some of them are just so well written. And I think... Uh, intentionally crafted in times of prayer and in times of great meditation and um, I, I think it just it really can like kind of transform the room and, and make it from one experience into something else altogether and I don't know that cover songs necessarily do that like say in a secular realm but I think they definitely do that with with hymns um, so so that's probably a really a really good thing and it could be a very good calling card for you um, yeah yeah, and and I'm working. I got some. Uh, well, Schultz kind of helped me to the fire a little bit, and, and is having me work on some original stuff for the, the next project he's working on. Um, and so that's the next kind of daunting task. But you know, the nice thing about starting with my foundation, um, hymns were my foundation for music. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I grew up listening to." Uh, uh, you know Willie Nelson and, the, and and Johnny Cash or you know they had their bluegrass roots or whatever hymns were my roots uh, it was this it was what I grew up listening to and so it's nice to have that as my foundation because regardless of what I do or don't do from here I can always go back to that because there's such a large pool of, yeah. of songs yeah. to choose from yeah, well, I think it's fantastic, and I, I think there needs to be more of it, quite honestly, because I, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, of good hymns, and I, I'm a worship leader myself, and I'm, I've discovered over the last several years that learning to, to sing hymns in new ways, but still trying to keep the essence of what they are, is such an important task, because I, I'm afraid we're going to lose so much of these one of my great fears as someone who not only you know leads worship but writes worship music uh, one of my great fears is that you know a song gets old like immediately like there's this real radio play mentality to worship music nowadays like you know as soon as chris tomlin comes out with something one year from now if you play that in your church it's old and we can't sing that anymore yeah, very and, disposable. Yeah, very much so. And it's not to say that those are bad songs. It's just to say that that's kind of the mentality that we're living in. And I'm afraid that that hymns, at least in our country, that have been you know tried and true and have actually been the, the backbone of a lot of people's faith, um, I'm afraid if we don't intentionally really try to recapture those for new generations, we're, we're going to be missing out on that. So... Um, 
I, all I can say is just, you know, I, I applaud your efforts, and I hope you will continue doing that, because I think you do a really good job uh, bringing that forward. And I also will, will look forward to hearing some of your original music, too, because I bet you have some really good stuff in you that needs to get out for all of us to hear, for sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, people are listening, and I have all kinds of listeners from all kinds of different ilk. We have everybody from... Uh, just your average average Joe out there that's just probably driving around in his car on his way to work and looking for something to listen to and checking it out. Uh, we also have people like uh, authors that listen. We have uh, other podcast hosts. We have pastors. We have speakers. We have all sorts of different people. Um, I know we have a few like concert venue runners that um, are always looking for new people. If somebody wanted to get in contact with you and say, hey, I like this guy's music that I heard on the Voices in My Head podcast, and I want to have him come and play for my church or come to our coffee house or play at our you know auditorium in town, because there's a lot of great theaters throughout the country, too, that I think you would really fit well in, uh, tell us how they can find you and, and what the best way to contact you is. Uh uh, I'm very uh, reachable on Facebook. Um, it's just at Matt Lichty, or there's a, a, also a secondary site, Matt Lichty Music, and that's L I E C H T Y. Okay. It looks completely different than it sounds. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's also Matt Lichty Music at gmail.com. Um, so I, I, I can be reached either one of those very easily. I don't have like a website or any of that yet, but uh, social media kind of helps fill in the gaps there sure no that's that's great actually you're keeping it simple so i think that people are uh, gonna probably appreciate that do you have a twitter or anything like that uh i do i do i'm on twitter and what is my twitter handle <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably not the best place to look for. you can find me but i'm just not i'll be honest i'm just not on twitter very much okay no that's um, fine so maybe I should get more into that, but I just, I, I, I got the account. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I just want to make sure we hit all the bases. Yeah. And, and I've seen also that your music is available on the cdbaby.com music store as well. So uh, there's a lot of different places that you can reach. Actually, your Twitter handle is mlichtymusic. So if anybody wants to reach him on the you know the occasion that he does get on twitter and say hey i heard you um yeah, <laughs> do that yeah, on yeah. twitter um but i do want to make sure people have a chance to to find out how they can get in contact with you and i hope you get a ton of bookings so I, I really hope maybe we can even bring you over here to ohio you're not that far away from where i live i live in springfield ohio and uh, from time to time for special events my church lets me bring artists in and, and share so i'm hoping Hoping maybe we can work that out one of these days to have you come over here to Springfield. Um, but I, man, I, I love the album and um, I'm going to be uh, playing out our interview time today by using some of your music just so people can hear it a little more. Uh, listeners, I encourage you to, to buy Matt's music, support him. Um, you know, send him a message on Facebook, let him know. Uh, that that you heard him today let him know that you know you're applauding his efforts especially if you're somebody that wants to hear more hymns uh, redone because you don't want to lose those I think it's a fantastic way for us to continue spreading the message uh, and really is the hymns are great because they just tell the story of the gospel and I think that's a fantastic medium um, you know and I, I've said this so many times on this podcast but you can have the greatest sermon and greatest preacher in the world on a Sunday morning that preaches, but when people leave, they're not going to be 
um, humming the, the tune of the sermon when they leave, they're going to be humming the song that they are singing. <laughs> so it really is a wonderful thing when we can put words that are worth hearing and words that are worth singing in people's mouths. So I applaud you for doing that, Matt, and, uh, and thank you for this hymn project that, that I think is going to bless a lot of people. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a privilege and honor, honestly. It really is. Well, what have we uh, what have we missed? Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd like to discuss while we're on the air? Um. Well, I, I guess the biggest part of me doing hymns, besides I hit on the ragamuffin connection, but really the reason that uh, hymns were so big for me was was my grandpa. Um, my grandpa was a I guess back then it wasn't worship leader. He was a chorus leader. Um, he he did hymns with a with a pitch pipe and a in a little church of about fifty people in Elida, Ohio. And uh, I would go and hear him. And it didn't matter if the crowd was fifty or three hundred. I could hear his tenor above everybody else, no matter where he was in the church. And to this day, I have a tie with the lyrics in the hymns but i also have the emotional connection of certain songs like it as well are still tough for me to even get through sometimes and i'm not a very emotional person necessarily but uh there's just something about them that just clicks immediately and i i can be a puddle of tears (laughs) in a matter of uh the first couple lines so uh that's really where my roots are at and that's this was definitely a a passion project Um, well that really comes through and i i appreciate you saying that and i i think that those kind of humanizing stories reminding us of you know those that have actually passed the faith along are just exactly what we need to hear so uh, well matt it has been a real uh I can't talk. I'm sorry. It's the end of a long day. Matt, it has been a real pleasure <laughs> speaking with you is what I intended to say. And uh, I do encourage all you listeners to check out Matt's music. If you have a church that has concerts or if you run a venue, I encourage you uh, to contact Matt. Try to bring him in. Uh, maybe you and I can even play together sometime. I would love that. I, I think our, our styles would mesh. And uh, I think that it's always a, a pleasure to get to play with other artists uh, when I'm out on the road. So maybe we can work that out one day when I'm near Indiana. Absolutely. Um, Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. And as I always tell all of our guests, uh, I I always end the show by saying thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. (laughs) Thank you. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well, it is well with my soul It is well with my soul It is well It is well With my soul 
my sin oh the bliss of this glorious my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and i bear it no more praise the lord praise the lord oh my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul And lo, haste the day when my face shall be silent. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well. My soul, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience. So if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback. You can give me suggestions for future shows. You can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.